And this morning, uh, if you want to turn to Psalm 62, we're not going to be in Ecclesiastes today. I felt like sharing this uh, with you. And once again, I have sway over the service. No one tells me what to do. Well, there's plenty of people who tell me what to do, but uh, (laughs) most of the time not on Sunday morning, at least in these moments. Um, My title for my message this morning is When Life Hits, When Life Hits. And... um, what I'm going to share with you today is a psalm for life. It's a psalm uh, that you should have in your back pocket, ready to go. Uh, it's something that you should be ready for. In fact, uh, even as I, this is one of my psalms that I love to share in the hospital uh, when you were there, not when I am there. Uh, but uh, if I go to try to encourage you, many times I'll go to Psalm 62, and there are others too. Uh, that I would go to and and desire to encourage you with, uh, that you would know that God is with you and for you uh, in those dark days. Um, I think sometimes uh, we come up uh, to a phase in life or a day in life where our life is empty. It's just empty. There's nothing there. Um. We sense, as we've been studying in the book of Ecclesiastes, we know full well that meaningless life feeling. Uh, We look around and we go, what are we doing and why am I here? And how did I get here, by the way? Um, We feel that empty life. There are other days when your life is extremely full, except it's full of the things that you didn't want uh, in your life. I think it's funny, uh, when I was growing up, I think it was Burger King that uh, they advertised that uh, if you went there, they'd make it any way you wanted it, Um, uh, unlike McDonald's that makes it gross every time. uh, but it, now, now it's not Burger King. Most of us don't go to Burger King, and that's good for uh, all of us. Uh, but most of us, you know, we have our drink at uh, the local bar, Starbucks. And uh, we go there, and we order it, and we're real high maintenance. We have like, we want this, and we want this, and we want this, and we want this. And then we wait, and we come, and, and, and you say, this isn't what I ordered. This isn't what I ordered. Uh, unfortunately, life is more than a cup of coffee, right? And there are days when we wake up and the things that are in our life that fill our life aren't the things that we ordered. And we want to send it back and we want to say, make it again. I, I want to do over. Um, I need to get what I want. My life is full of the things, but they're wrong things. And then other times, uh, as we trudge through life, uh, we look at the days past and they impact today. And we feel crippled by the things that happened maybe yesterday or maybe even months ago or years ago. We feel crippled. And we're going, what? I, I don't feel like I can go on because of what has gone on in my life. What tends to happen at that time is the word discouragement. It, 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 this feeling of like, I, you know, I, I just, the cloud is around me. I feel like Eeyore and it just keeps following me. And I look around and it seems like other people are doing okay, but for me, it feels dark day after day. 
And in our passage this morning, the word shaken or shaky, or this idea that we are being moved and, and rattled, not just rattled for a moment, but constant rattling and this idea that we can't make it because of what's going on. And, and what's so difficult about being shaken in this world is the world is already shaking. And I am in the world, and so now I am somehow connected to this shaky world, and I too am being shaken. Many times when we uh, get problems in this life, what do we do? Run to the internet, right? We Google it. I want to tell you uh, that Googling it might be helpful to fix your car. It might be helpful to get a recipe, But when it comes to the big things of life, it's not found on the internet. And so running to the internet uh, might just lead us into this um, path that just keeps going back and forth, back and forth. Not quieting us down, but spinning us up. It's interesting. Sometimes we go to the internet just for entertainment to get away. We uh, we play a game or we uh, read the news or... Or even worse, we look at things that are filthy that would pollute our souls. Thinking that somehow just a a sense of pleasure for a moment that would somehow get us out of this discouragement. That would somehow bring sense and pass the time. Or maybe others, we run to the bottle or the pills. We say, you know, there's got to be something to get me through this moment. So I'll go to the jug. I'll go to this bottle. And maybe you even go to the doctor and say, this one didn't work. Can I get something stronger? We go. uh, We run. We look. We search. Others of us would run to people. And we... uh, uh, we run to people, and if they don't cut it, we run to the next person, and we run to the next person, and we, we bounce from person to person looking for the answer in people. And as we struggle uh, with discouragement in this life, sometimes we run out of answers, and we just say, well, I feel like I should just quit. Just quit. Or maybe you're not a quitter. You think it's better to freak out. Make everyone crazy around you. Just freak out. I, I, and, and if someone would try to stop you, you'd say, I deserve to freak out. Uh, it's appropriate. And others, too, just shut down. Just shut down. Just say, forget it. I'm not doing anything. I want to encourage you today. Uh, some, of you are, some of you go, I felt great until I came in here. And then the pastor started preaching and felt discouraged. Uh, I, I want to I tell you two things this morning. Um, I trust that today, uh, some of you have come this morning discouraged, and God wants you to hear this message for you today, this very day. That this isn't something that uh, you're going to tuck away for months from now. It's today. The Lord brought you here today to hear this message. And it's not a message from me. It's a message uh, from God. It's His eternal word. He wrote it a long time ago. And it's not out of date. It's not out of date today. And it won't be out of date tomorrow, by the way, either. You know, it'll be good for uh, today and the days to, the days ahead. There are others of you who say, well, you know, I, I felt great today, like I said, until the pastor started preaching. And I, I just want to tell you 
that this is one to tuck away, to make it your very own, uh, to gain possession of it. Uh, Dark days will come. Dark days will come. And for us to be ready is for us to know God, know who he is, uh, know the blessing of the strength that comes from trusting in him. If you'd stand in honor of God's word, I'd like to read to you Psalm 62. God's word says this. For God alone, my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be greatly shaken. How long uh, will all of you attack a man uh, to batter him like a leaning wall or a tottering fence? They only plan to thrust him down uh, from his high position. They take pleasure in falsehood. They bless with their mouths, but inwardly they curse. For God alone, oh, my soul waits in silence. For my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. When God rests my salvation and my glory, my mighty rock, my refuge is God. Trust in Him at all times. O people, pour out your hearts before Him. God is a refuge for us. Those of low estate are but a breath. Those of high estate are a delusion. And the balances, they go up. They are together lighter than a breath. Put no trust in extortion. Set no vain hope on robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart on them. Once God has spoken, twice have I heard this, that power belongs to God, and that to you, O Lord, belongs steadfast love, for you will render to a man according to his work. God, we ask your blessing on your word. We ask that you would help us to hear it. I pray that it would mark us, that we would be ready uh, for the days ahead, and that you would give us enough for today. God, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Psalm for life. Psalm for life. He starts out and he says, for God alone. And I just titled this first few verses, God alone. God alone. Now, uh, it's funny, the passage that we're looking at in Ecclesiastes, uh, that we're getting to is this idea of having a lot of different options. It's kind of talk about casting your bread upon the water and investments that you had spread it out under a lot of different things because you don't know uh, what will happen. It's the idea and investing of diversification. And the reason you diversify is why? Because you don't know. Uh, Should you invest in oil? I thought in Kern County I'd get a better answer than that. Uh, Should you invest in oil? How about solar? How about wind? I don't know. I guess it depends who's president, right? Uh, uh, And what they, you know, you don't know what the future holds. Uh, uh, I was, should you invest in VHS? 
players. No, it's done. It's over with, right? Uh, we, we think about these things, and we don't know what the future holds. And so what happens is we just kind of spread things out, and we're going, well, there, there might be a little of this, a little of that. I, I, I don't know how things are going to go. Some of you are nervous about California as a whole, and you're like, maybe we should just get out of here and uh, find some place. I, I want to tell you that uh, every place has its problems. Uh, uh, but, but this picture is this, that uh, if you're unsure... You should have many options, right? And the psalmist, as he writes uh, in his own trials of life, he says, God alone. God alone. He's the only one. He says, for God alone, my soul waits in silence. Uh, he, he says, I, I know what the answer is. I, I know the one that I'm to cling to. I, I know the one I'm to trust in for God alone. In fact, he says uh, he's waiting for him. He's waiting for him. That's an important piece of this is that uh, sometimes we need to wait for God to show up. I, I don't want to I say to show up. It's not that he's not there. Uh, but there's a sense in time as we see it that we may not see him working, though he is present and working out his plan. For the psalmist, as he is in the midst of heartache, he says, for God alone, I wait, I wait. I think that's an important piece that we need to learn to do, right? Uh, you're not just taking the next answer. You're not, you're not just taking the next knock on the door, the next phone call, the next text, the next article. You're not just grabbing the next thing. For God alone is your answer and my answer. And so we wait. We wait. He says, wait in silence. And he'll mention this a couple of times. But this picture here is this. A quiet, quiet confidence. A faith in God. It's sitting there saying, I'm not going to freak out right now. I'm going to wait for God to do His work. I'm going to wait for Him to answer my problems. I'm going to wait for Him to work mightily in what is going on. To wait in silence. The silence is the hard part, right? The silence is the, the thing that we struggle with because we, we're wanting to talk it out. We're wanting to somehow ask another question. We're, we're wanting to somehow speed up the process. Uh, but the psalmist says, for God alone, I wait, I wait in silence for Him. He goes on to say in verse 2, and I love this, and, and listen to these things and, and put them next to the idea of being shaken, Right? He says, he alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. And it's as if the psalmist is saying, I want to show you stability. I want to show you safety. I want to show you the place where you can be safe and protected. And, and the place where you can stand in the midst of a shaky world and you feeling like you're going to be shaken. I want to point something out, and it's somewhat, um, I don't know, it's just fascinating to me. It draws me to this passage. Uh, at the end of verse 2, he says, I shall not be greatly shaken. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but, but it's this, uh, this picture to me, it's this picture to me, the psalmist is going to share a little bit of what is shaking him. 
was shaking him. And uh, we know from our lives that the world shakes, right? I live in California. Uh, and, and I don't think this is talking about earthquakes. I think it's talking about everything, right? There's, a, there's an uncertainty of everything. And so when we look around, uh, it could be different things that are shaking and, and causing us to feel unstable. But the psalmist, as he looks at his life, I, I, he's just like us. He's just like us. He's prone to the freak out, right? He's prone to quitting. He's prone to uh, giving up, becoming discouraged, saying it's all over. Just like us. But he says, uh, I will not be greatly shaken. And the picture most likely is this, that in the midst of forgetting God, forgetting God and being shaken, there will be a drawing back, a stabilizing of his life because of the God that he follows. And I want to tell you this, I want to tell you this. Um, why, why am I sharing this psalm with you today? And why am I saying this should be a part of your life? Because the world's going to shake and your world's going to shake and you're going to feel shaken. And if you just stay there, if you just leave yourself there and don't go to God's word to hear from him, the shaking will continue. And so there's this process of us reminding ourselves, being prompted by the spirit of God, drawn back to the word of God that we might know that God can be trusted. So our world is rocking. In verse, uh, we move on to verse 3. And we see the attacks of man. Uh, the attacks of man go like this for this psalmist. And he says this. Uh, How long will you attack a man to batter him like a leaning wall or a tottering fence? It's this picture of him being shook back and forth, back and forth. The persistence of his enemy, probably men or a man. He he says that, verse 4, they only plan to thrust him down, to take him down from his high position. They take pleasure in falsehood. Uh, and they bless with their mouths, but inwardly they curse. And you get this picture of him having these real enemies that are planning and to bring him down. You may have people like that in your life. It may be your boss. It may be a family member. It may be a neighbor, someone who you feel is plotting against you. I want to tell you this. You may not have that. That may not be something that you know. But I know this, that there's the attack of men, but there's also behind it always the attack of the enemy. Always. In first Peter chapter five, verse eight, he says, Be sober minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. You have an enemy, he's real. And he, he walks around, he prowls around looking for weakness to bring someone down, to bring you down. And, and for you to not acknowledge that, to, for you to think that life is going to be simple and nobody's, everyone's going to like me and there's never going to be any problems, that's foolishness. It's naive foolishness. And, and when you enter 
difficulties in life, you're going to say, I didn't read this on the brochure. I thought we were going to the Bahamas and everything was going to be great. I, I thought everything was going to come out the way I ordered it. But I want to tell you, uh, you will have the attacks of men and behind all the attacks, the attack of the enemy. He moves on to verse 5. And I want you to see this. This is so uh, important for us to remember. For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence. For my hope is from Him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. On God rests my salvation, my glory, my mighty rock. My refuge is God. Sounds a little repetitious, doesn't it? Didn't he already say something like that? What well, wasn't there, that already spoken of? It's not word for word. There's a few added Hebrew words in there, and it's not verbatim. I, you know, it seems like a waste of time to, especially that it's going to be recorded and papers expensive and all that other. Why does it say it again? Think about that. If you're wondering why it says it again and you're a parent, why do you tell your kids again? Well, well you know, I think parenting, the, the, the most difficult skill is to be able to say the same thing over and over again like it was the very first time you've ever said it. What a difficult skill, right? I love it when my kids say, uh, you already told me that. I know. I was hoping you would recollect that as well. You know? You think about this. We're God's people. We're sheep. And, and why in the same psalm, just a few verses, he starts out, and then he says the same thing over and over again. And, and what it is, what it is, it's a drawing of attention back to his answer, his God alone answer. Once again, he says, alone, alone. I, I want you to get that. And, and if you can picture this, and uh, there's this thing, this repetition that happens in the psalm, we'll come back to it in the end, is that life is like this. This is what's going on in life, whatever it is. For him, it was this enemy or enemies that were saying things and trying to bring him down. That was life. But next to this, whatever's going on in life is God alone. It's God alone. And it's this picture of this gets really small, whatever this is, because God is there to answer. God alone. It goes back and forth over and over again, pointing back that life is real. The difficulties of life are, they're not fake. When somebody says, you know, I feel really discouraged, I usually ask them why. But I'm not asking why, like, don't you get it? Life's great and you don't get it. 
Like there's always a reason, right? There's always, the, the, the difficulties of life pile up. There, there's one for every day, right? And so I, I'm not surprised when somebody says they're discouraged. But there's an answer that's greater. There, there's an answer. There's one that you can trust in. It's not yourself, by the way. In fact, you want to be discouraged? Look to yourself for the answers of life. You'll make a greater mess out of things than you could ever imagine. Might be your superpower. Might be your superpower. He goes back and he says, God alone. I want you to I, I want you to see this. Because the attacks are relentless and repeated, the answer needs to be repeated as well. To God alone. He is the one I run to. He is the one I trust in. He goes again and he says, my fortress. And he says, I shall not be shaken. Because I'm so strong. No, because of God alone. Because he is the fortress. Because he is the refuge. Because he is the one from whom my salvation comes from. He's the one who saves me. This is the picture. And our encouragement for us this morning is to remind yourself of the truth of your God. Are you going to be trusted today? When the world's shaking, you say, yeah, I, I can trust in God. When my marriage is falling apart, my kids aren't doing what they're supposed to do. When health problems are an issue, when finances are an issue, when I'm bombarded by the uh, just the, the frustration of this life and the wickedness over and over again, you, you say, I will trust and I will not be shaken. Not because I don't feel like shaking right now, but that I have a God who I trust in. It's solid that can be trusted. Moves on to verse four. And I I just say this, God alone can be trusted. And this is the application of the truth about God. Verse four, I love it. Or I'm sorry, not verse four. Those verse eight. Numbers are really small. Uh, It says, trust in Him at all times. Trust in Him at all times. At all kinds of times. Uh, It's the idea we sang today. We talked about uh, needing Him every moment of the day. Right? We, We sang about that. Why? Because we do need Him every moment of the day. And so... Uh, knowing who our God is, that He alone is the one who is strong, the fortress, the one that we can rest in, the one that we can take refuge in, the, the action for us is this, to trust in Him at all times. He says, pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. He's the place we go to. He's my go-to. He's the one I run to. He's the place where I go. Um, you know, as a child runs to his parents, we are that child of God that the minute we find ourselves uh, frantic or, or feeling uh, attacked, or any, we run to Him. We trust in Him at all times. And, and it goes like this. It goes like this. Because life is the way it is. Because life is the way it is. 
And because He is the way He is, we run to Him. There's life we can't handle. There's life's too much. And because He is the one who's the mighty rock, the salvation, the refuge, He's the one we run to, so we trust in Him at all times. He goes back to the schemes of the world in verse 9. He says, uh, and I just say it this way, other schemes won't work. He says, uh, those of low estate are but a breath, and those of high estate are a delusion. And the balances, they go up. Uh, they are together lighter than a breath. They're insignificant. And, and then the, verse 10, he says, put no trust in extortion. Set no vain hope in robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart on them. Other people have other ways to cope. Uh, other people have other ways to get through life. But the psalmist, he, he goes to them and he, he's placing their methods, their strength, their what, and he goes, they're insignificant. Even wealth, even wealth. That is probably one of the strongest things in our world today. Probably one of the strongest things, in fact, in the chapter that we're going to look at in the book of Ecclesiastes, look it up. It sounds wrong, what I'm going to say right here. Uh, money fixes everything. That's what it says in chapter, uh, I think it's chapter, end of chapter 10 or beginning of 11. And you read that and you go, this is in the Bible. We'll figure it out next week, okay? <laughs> Other schemes won't work. Other schemes won't work. And then lastly, I'd just say this in verse 11. Say it again. Once God has spoken, twice have I heard this, that power belongs to God, and that to you, O Lord, belongs steadfast love, for you will render to a man according to his work. There's three things uh, that are, are left here, and it's power, love, and faith. We look at this and we see, first of all, that God's strong enough for whatever problems that we have collectively, separately, you know, your large family that's a mess. He can handle it all. He can handle it all. He has enough power for all that needs to be done. So power is his, okay? Secondly, he's, he's a God of steadfast love. It's not like your love. It's not like your love. And you say, you know, I'm a mom. I'm, I'm a mom. I love my children. and Like there's this incredible love that I have for my children. Well, then why do you yell at them all the time? There's this thing that we go up and down, up and down, up and down. And we think, you know, uh, we'll never let them go. And then we're like, oh, I wish we could sell them, you know. And I, and I get this. And I just want to point this out that he is not saying that your love is nothing. But he's separating and he says, my love is enough for you. It's steadfast. It's not based upon you. It's based upon me. I want to tell you that some, some of the things, the, the, uh, the fears of the past that come up and kind of dog our feet sometimes is this whole idea that, well, because of what I've done, thought, said, whatever, God won't love me anymore. And that's a reasonable thought. That's a reasonable thought. If he didn't have a love that was based upon him, the steadfast love that comes from God. His love is stuck on us. It's stuck on us. And it, it's not dependent upon 
our performance, our performance. And lastly, all this comes to conclusion and very much like the book of Ecclesiastes, for you will render to a man according to his work. Based upon your relationship with God, know this, that the steps that we take go back to him, the God who loves us so much. I want to give you three things this morning. Uh, conclusions for a shaky life. And they go like this. The first one is this. Our single answer. God is our single answer for our countless problems. Our single answer for countless problem, problems. We have a lot of different problems, right? We have a lot of things that come up. Myriad. We could come up with a huge list here in this room different things that we're going through. I want to tell you, we have countless problems, but we have a singular answer. God alone. Second thing I want to share, because we have an unseen enemy, He alone is our answer. Because we have an unseen enemy. You know, sometimes we, when we think of spiritual warfare and what's going on in the world, and we can't really see our enemy, and we... We wonder what's going on and what's happening because we don't know what's going on. Because we can't see everything that's happening. We don't see all the little details because we have an unseen enemy. We shouldn't trust in ourselves, but we should trust in God alone. The one who can fight for us, the one who can protect us, the one who can be our rock and our fortress. Lastly, I just want to say this. Very important for you to hear this this morning. This is theologically deep, okay? For jello people, you need a rock, salvation, fortress, and refuge. We're like jello. We're shaking all the time. There's a sense where we're just kind of flopping from one thing to the next, and this world is shaping us. And for people who are not personally stable, the people who cannot personally handle the things that are to come, we must have, we must have a rock, a salvation, a fortress, a refuge. Please join with me in prayer as we ask that God would remind us of these truths in the midst of our lives. God, thank you. Thank you for uh, loving and caring for us, the steadfast love that I've just spoken of. God, that's the love you've loved us with. And not uh, just uh, in supporting us through life, but you, you loved us so much that you sent your son Jesus to die on our behalf, to take care of our sins, that we might have relationship with you. God, I ask that you would uh, remind us of these truths. God, I do ask that for those who are discouraged and suffering and um, wanting to quit even today, Lord, I pray that they would gain courage that you are enough for them, that you alone are enough for them. God, thank you uh, for this time in your word, the richness of it, as that your spirit would continue to teach us about these things in the week to come. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.